The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King, Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty. indeed everybody welcome along this is new zealand's longest running tech podcast it's called the boys of tech and this one is episode 145 for monday the 5th of december 2011 my name is edwin herman i'm joined by cameron collie from drinkle.com welcome along cam thanks very much thanks for having me well it's as we do every week pretty much isn't it pretty much yeah and i'll tell you what this weekend uh, one just gone, not the one coming. Telstra Clare here in New Zealand has basically turned off its uh, internet meters. So everyone had unlimited internet. Wow. Yeah, things were pretty slow though. Still. Yeah, a lot of buffering yeah. uh, over that weekend, a lot of buffering. Uh, but you know, it's expected because, be, you know, it's, uh, you know, people are just going all out. I downloaded 1.8 gigs of, um, I just, you know, added some new voices to my, you know, to the Mac built-in text-to-speech engine. Really? I download, yeah, I downloaded an Australian voice and a, few, well, a couple of Aussie voices and a couple of British ones because American ones just, you know, it's, it, well, it's not natural for this part of the world. So when you, when you say that, when you say these voices, what, what are they for? Well, the text-to-speech engine, you know, when the computer speaks to you. Well, you don't use that. Well, I don't need, no. No, I don't talk to my computer. What do you use it for? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> writing, okay, silly, writing silly things in text edit and make them speak to my wife or my kids. Okay. It's, it's really good, obviously, for, you know, for uh, accessibility. But even so, and I tell you what, I lie. Over the weekend, I did actually have one use for it. I was actually wanting to get some stuff done. But there was an article that I wanted to read. And so what I did is I got the computer to read it for me. And that's how this whole thing started because the voice was one of the uh, earlier voices and it wasn't as smooth. I have a, tell you what, have a listen. Here's, here's what I downloaded. Here's Karen. She's Australian. Okay. Hello, my name is Karen. I am an Australian English voice. Karen, but yeah, apart from that. And there's also Lee. He's also Australian. Hello, my name is Lee. I am an Australian English voice. But also, one of the ones I downloaded, these, these ones you don't get by default with, with the Mac OS. You need to actually, you know, download them like I did. There is also one for English, but with an Indian accent. This is Sangeeta. Hello, my name is Sangeeta. I am an Indian English voice. I can't believe they do that. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's not meant for Indian uh, speech. It's meant for English because it, it gives you the, the language and the accent. And this one is English, Indian accent. And then there were also three uh, British ones I downloaded. I'll play Emily. Hello, my name is Emily. I am a British English voice. Yeah, so there you go. And there, there was gigs worth... So, would they have something like, you said they had an Australian English voice. Would they have like an extreme Australian English voice? Like, crikey, check this out. Oh my God. I'm just going to sneak up on it a little bit. Whoa. <laughs> Steve Irwin. <laughs> yes, like we, need, extreme... we need a Steve Irwin voice. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. Yeah, that'd be great for a GPS when they're driving along. 
Crikey, I said turn left. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you do that so well. You're going to have to chuck a Yui now. <laughs> Flaming Galar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do it so well. Oh, yeah. look, we should. Someone in, in Apple Australia should have a sense of humour and, and build that voice. That would be good. That'd be, that'd be good for Siri, wouldn't it? Yeah, Siri. And you'd, it actually, let's talk about Siri. We'll, we'll do that as our first story because Siri, it turns out, is anti abortion. Well. <sighs> Well, that's what that's what the news yeah, are making out. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. It, all, it all started when someone asked Siri where to find some planned parenthood clinics, and instead got the response, "I didn't find any abortion clinics." And so they asked a Siri, "Why are you anti-abortion?" And the reply was, "I just am." Oh wow! <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Hmm. But did you? Is, hear- that, was that, is that a real? I guess. Mm. I don't know how accurate is that answer. Is that just something? Oh, look, you know, it's just, I think it's just the- Why are you anything? I just am. Like it could just be one of those responses where- Yeah, I think it's like the Eliza engine, you know, it kind of just does or, or you know, it, she could have equally said, well, who are you to question me? You know, in return. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear in the boardroom at Apple when they were doing the demo of Siri, Tim Cook was explaining this and how uh, Steve- Jobs reached across and basically interrupted the the demo and, and said, "Here, give that phone to me." And Steve says, "Are you a man or a woman?" And and Siri says, "They haven't assigned me a gender yet." This is real AI. It is. It's pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, apparently she's anti-abortion, and then that's <laughs> that's her stance. Well, for now, anyway. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see if that change, see if her ethics change in an update. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. She has like a, a morality update, you know, she goes to version 1.1 or something. I'd like to ask her things like, do you have a tattoo? And stuff like that, see what she says. Now, you don't have Siri, do you? On your, no, I on don't, because I've still, I've still only got the, um, yeah, the last model. So I feel like a, like a poor homeless person. I have to walk around <laughs> with an iPhone 4 instead of the 4S. Can you please get the the four S with, with Siri kids, so we can kid, have some fun on I the know, show? I know kids kids mock me in the street. <laughs> uh, Imagine what they're saying about me with my, my brick. <laughs> you should just get an iPhone. You'd love it. I yeah, I'd love an iPhone, but just do it. Well, it's one of those things we're we're trying to put money towards a house, so oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's house or, or gadgets, and uh, my wife's decided it's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it goes. Anyway, hey, now look, I want to talk about the new technology that's being installed in men's toilets and the urinals. Now, by the way, just on that note, I, I noticed some parts of the world say urinal. Do you, do, in a, what do you say in Australia? Uh, it's one of those things. Urinal, urinal. I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. People could go either way and I don't know where they get it from. Like envelope and envelope. And like forehead and forehead. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, sort of, that sort of changed at some point. People start saying forehead. I, don't know why. I, I was always brought up saying forehead. So was I. <laughs> Is that like maybe old fashioned now? I don't know. <laughs> you, say, forehead. you say forehead, you mean forehead. Like, no, I mean forehead. What the hell are you saying forehead for? <laughs> Where did that come from? So. Uh, well, anyway, there, there are some here in New Zealand, it's, it's urinal. So uh, for those of you who, who don't understand what urinal is, it's urinal. So anyway, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because there's some new technology that's been developed that lets you play computer games. Uh, whilst you're at the at the urinal doing doing your thing, and it's not touchscreen or anything yucky like that. It, it's all it's basically censored by your 
your urine. So, you know, where you're aiming. Really? Really? Seriously? Seriously. This is not like a people joke. Just can't, is- people just can't go. Like, for thousands of years, man's just gone because he's got to go. Now, suddenly it's a game. Now, it's, it's a purpose. You have to give a purpose to it, don't you? But the thing is, I want to know this. What happens when you run out of, you know, w- w- whilst you're in the middle of, of, of your game? It's like, oh, I, I want to continue, but what do you do? You, you can't. You gotta save it. Can you save it till next time? How does it know it's you? Does it do like a little DNA test on your on your on your on your urine, and then it tells you when you come back? Do you want to continue from where you left off? Welcome back, Ed. Welcome we missed back. you. Yeah, you're now you're now ramping up the level two. You know, the, I tell you what though, that if if they had that, that would certainly be good for the for the pubs and bars and whatnot because uh, you'd be you know you know I think well you know what I think would be good what. Not a game around men having to go to the toilet. Have a, a game around them washing their hands. Let's trick them into actually washing their hands when they're gone. <laughs> that, that's a better game for me. I'd I rather still remember. That. I still remember this Far Side cartoon. Do you get the Far Side over, over where you are? I, I guess it's Universal, isn't yeah. it? The Far Side, Gary Laughs. Yeah, it's on the internet now. Anyway, so the, the, this, the, the, this one that comes to mind that, that <laughs> some people sitting in a restaurant and. There's the toilet door open, and a man's walking out, and above it is this little light and a those little bells with the little donger thing that that you know that rings the bell, and it's labelled "Didn't wash his hands alarm," and it's ringing. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you know, it kind of, it's the, it goes through your mind, you know, you wonder, you know, and I hate being behind someone who's just leaving the toilet and you're leaving, and they haven't washed their hands and they're opening the door using the door handle. It's like I don't want to touch that right now. Horrible. It's worse than a restaurant because you have to go and eat your food. Awful. I know. I know. Tell me about it. The best ones, if we can just keep talking about toilets for a second, the best toilets are in airports because they're always door free. Yeah. You know, they just do the little maze thing, you know, left, right, left, and then you're in. That works for me. Yeah, it works for me too. And you can wash your hands. Because that's the other thing. Even if you do wash your hands, you still got to touch that door handle, you know. And you don't know who, who's been before you. So with these doorless toilets, like at the airports, it's great. Sounds good. Now, I want to check out one of these game things. Now, where are they? They're, I think, at the UK at the moment. I don't know if they've made Have they made it anywhere else? I don't think so. It's uh, definitely a UK thing. It's a U, UK thing. Yeah. Wow. It's got a 12-inch LCD screen just mounted above the, uh, the urinal porcelain. Yeah. I'd give these a go if they came to New Zealand. I'd give these a go. Oh, I don't know that. Well, it doesn't look like you've got much of a choice. Like, it looks like you're just, if oh, you don't. Sh- surely not. You just keep aiming straight dead center if you don't want to play. Surely. Can you play the guy next to you? <laughs> <laughs> you're multiplayer. How do you, how do you, yeah, how do you motion it? Are you keen for a multiplayer? <laughs> Without actually making it look too weird. <laughs> oh, I'm going to move off the story because this is rapidly going downhill. But look, you know what? There's a lot of potential in, in, for this technology. You know, if you just, you've just uh, suggested a couple of things, which perhaps the, game, the gamers might might like to hear. I'm having trouble composing myself, so I'm going to move on to, <laughs> to some Apple stories. If that's quite all right with you. First of all, a bit concerning: one of the iPhones has exploded on a plane. A flight attendant had to put out the fire. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. It's a bit crazy. I guess it's down to those Sony batteries again. Maybe. Well, I don't know if it's Sony really, but, you know, they had those battery problems. But that's the thing with the lithium-ion. They are highly sensitive. 
I mean, the other thing too is, I mean, you've got to realize out of all the um, iPhones that are out there, you know, and one explodes, that's just, that's going to happen no matter what. That would happen to a Kindle. That would have happened to any other device. I'm not just saying this out of any defense, but it's, you know, it's, it's an electronic item. It's got a built-in battery. How many would do that? It, well, truth, truth be known, most of the iPhones that have combusted in the past have actually been ones that have been dropped earlier. And of course, it's, it's right. you know, there's been some physical damage caused to the battery inside. I don't know whether this is the case, you know, in this particular incident, but yeah, you're you're right. There are a lot of iPhones. I still think though that one exploding is too many. Surely they shouldn't just do that. No, they shouldn't. No, no, I agree. I, I can understand defective equipment and defective as in you know, well, the battery no longer works. But you know, for just, to that just given that there's millions out there, wouldn't you allow for some sort of one in so many million that would just be a defective make? Isn't that just part of having a business on in manufacturing? I guess with lithium iron, you, you you have to accept that because you've got some highly volatile chemicals in there. So yeah, yeah I, I guess I guess maybe, but it, it is a concern because what I'm more worried about is that the perhaps a knee jerk reaction that might come out of this, and you're no longer allowed to take iPhones or or any other lithium iron powered device on a flight. You know, it's a bit like you know the yeah. whole terrorist thing. We're all terrorists now, and, and you got to go through the terrorist scanners now. And I can understand, kind of, you know why this has come about, but it's a bit disproportionate, I feel, and I do wonder whether this will... I shouldn't give them ideas, but, you know, they'll probably ban iPhones from planes. iPad 3 apparently is just around the corner. More clues this time. Uh, Apple iOS code has revealed a reference to iPad 3,3. What do you reckon about that, Cam? Awesome. I mean, all the signs are there, eh? You know, the iPad 3 has got to be just around the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt they're going to be bringing it out um, in 2012. Yeah, it wouldn't be before Christmas, obviously. I think no. I think uh, first quarter, probably March, is is what the expected date is. But uh, the fact yeah. that you you know the, in the code iPad three comma three exists, well, hey, telltale signs got to be coming. Yeah. HP. Speaking of combustion, uh, you know, phones combusting. HP printers. There was a, a claim. It was a little bit uh, over exaggerated, I think. But some security researchers had originally claimed that HP printers can be remotely set on fire. So what it turns out is that you can hack these HP printers and control the, the, the fuser. The fuser is the bit that heats the paper to set the uh, the toner into the paper. And uh, you can actually cause the paper to become charred. No printers have so far been set on fire themselves, although the uh, the researchers are confident that that can be done. HP is not so confident and, and says, no, it's, that's a bit far-fetched. Nah, see, the HP shouldn't be saying stuff like that because that's where Anonymous will turn around and start sending fires to printers <laughs> yeah. all, around the, all around the world. But imagine that, you know, you could actually start fires in buildings, you know, during the night if you want to cause maximum damage, you know, just around the world. Imagine that. That's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. To all one of the listeners out there, if anyone can prove that they can do this, let us know and you'll get a free um, voice of tech gift back. What's the gift back? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just inciting people to start fire. That's what I think is funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll get sued for this. No, exactly. The, the thing is, HP have said you can't do it because they have a hardware, a piece of hardware that's uh, basically a thermal sensor that cuts out the, the fuser if it overheats. But, uh, you know, researchers still think that that can, can be done. They haven't proved it yet. But either way, you know, it's HP has to get their act together. They... Uh, you know, Microsoft, Apple, you know, the computer manufacturers have had to go through this now. It's time that printers, printer manufacturers 
go through the same thing and protect themselves from malware and fix their security holes, basically. Hmm. What sort of printer you got there, Cam? Um, well, I don't use a printer, so I just use whatever I have at work. You do all your printing your- at work, do you? Yeah, because we've got a nice big color lights printer there, so why would I... Do they not mind? You don't tell them, uh, do you? Well, we've, we've told them now. <laughs> they know now. I hope, well, no, I hope really. your bosses don't listen to the, to the podcast. No, they don't. Um, oh, I mean, I very rarely print anything out. And if I do, it's only you know, a few pages. I, I don't know. Most I'm, of the stuff I'm I read printing I, stuff. Really? Yeah. I just read stuff on, on my laptop. Save things on my Google Google account, Google Docs account. I suppose you could also use a text-to-speech engine as well. So yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll get Karen to read a little something out for you here on, on just on that story. Okay. Security researchers at Columbia University have accused HP of selling printers with the flaw that could let hackers gain remote control over the devices. Did that sound all right? Well, it, it did sound like a robot. Did it sound a bit robotic? It did a bit, but... Yeah, well, because it does, yeah. But it's more natural than the original it's, voices. It is. It is nat- It is very natural. Yeah. And shall we talk about the other Apple-related story? It'd be interesting to, to get your take on this. The Federal Court of Australia has overturned the preliminary injunction against the Samsung Galaxy Tab 10.1 in a verdict read to the Federal Court. So they basically the, the Galaxy Tab 10.1 can go back on sale. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. In, in Australia, this is in Australia. Remember. Yeah. Now, the thing is, Samsung were a bit sneaky because at one point they did sort of redesign it a little bit and call it the Galaxy Tab 10.1N, just as Apple thought they would do to avoid the loophole. So there's been a few sort of, uh, you know, twos and fro's throughout this whole uh, okay. standoff, yeah. I guess. That's really what it is, isn't it? It's a standoff. The thing is, the same thing's happening the other way around. Samsung have got an injunction or something happening with against Apple. From that. Well, they're trying to do whatever they can to prevent Apple from selling their products and I, I can't remember which countries, but they're both at sort of each other's throats, really. Even though Samsung is still supplying millions of, or will be supplying millions of screens for the new iPad 3. Yeah, interesting. I wonder if that's where they're getting the money to fund <laughs> to fund these, <laughs> this litigation. And that's all the stories I had, you know, we kind of powered through them. Oh, we did. All right, so a bit of sign off the show. Cam, I'd like to thank you very much for co-hosting this week's show with me. No problem at all. And Brett, by the way, and Alec are unavailable this week. Hopefully we'll have them on the show next week. In the meantime, I'd love to have you back, you being our listeners. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. You know, the one cycling to work or doing the dishes with your iPod. What else are our listeners doing right now? I've often wondered that. What are you guys doing? There's hundreds of you listening to us. What are you actually doing? Can you tell us? I'm curious. I want to know. Send us a message or, or something. Anyway, I'm ra- I'm rambling and, and Cam, you're sitting there thinking, hurry up and sign off the show. So I will. Thank, okay. you, thank you very much, Cam. That's it for episode 145. See you all again next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
I'm having trouble composing myself, so I'm going to move on to, <laughs> to some Apple stories if that's quite all right with you. <laughs> Are you up for a bit of multiplayer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is, <laughs> this is going to be one of the funniest stories we've ever done. The 145 episodes, and we finally get one that just uh, makes your eyes water as you laugh. Oh, and it makes your uh, sides hurt. What happens when you get an extra man? <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, you can have... Yeah. You know, we used to... When we were students, we used to go down to the local video arcade thing and, and they, were, they had the Daytona. They had eight in a row, you know. You could get a group of eight and say, let's just all go to the toilet. <laughs> we'll synchronise. Make sure we're, oh, we need to God. go at the same time and we have this... <laughs> <laughs> this race car racing game. I, I, I'm going to move up these stories because this this is going to rapidly go downhill. But we could, we could do a whole show, I think, just on this story. 